me, Yael, and my baby on my hand. We are with pyjama. That's the way they took us without shoes. We managed to escape through the fields. We went three and a half hours. But we managed to arrive to the northern part of the kibbutz. Alex Pearson here with you on this uh, Tuesday. Those are the voices of those still remembering those moments on October 7th. I mean, today marks that one-month anniversary of the massacre of 1,400 Jews. One month. That's where we are. And currently, we've got the city of Gaza circled. Looks like Hamas is on its heels. And I don't know if this is that Israel gained control faster than expected. But they're into a very dangerous phase of this war where they, well, everything's been dangerous, but the idea that they go door-to-door in combat and, of course, trying to rescue these hostages. And one of the newer developments today is Benjamin Netanyahu saying he'll consider uh, tactical pauses to get aid in and hostages out. Uh, but there, there will be no ceasefire for anyone thinking that that is the next step. There just will not be. But let's get the latest. Let's go to Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner, spokesperson for the Israeli Defense Forces. Uh, thanks so much for uh, giving us your time. Hi, Alex. One of the new images that I have seen uh, this morning is uh, people moving through the evacuation corridor along the northern Gaza, and it looks like hundreds of people are moving. Can you, can you explain what we're seeing there? So we've been encouraging people now for three weeks to move from north of the Gaza Strip to the south, uh, precisely because we're trying to uh, distinguish between the civilians and the Hamas terrorist uh, organization and the, and the operatives and the terrorists themselves. Uh, and indeed, since the ground uh, operations have been expanded and moving forward, so this means that we need to continue this effort. And in the last three days, we've been conducting human uh, uh, an evacuation corridor that enables people to go from north to south. On at least two occasions, Hamas actually fired at, towards the corridor and towards forces near the corridor and actually stopped, again, people from evacuating. But this is just in line with their entire policy over the last three weeks. Uh, they've intimidated, they erected physical checkpoints preventing people from evacuation. As far as they're concerned, um, civilian deaths uh, from the Palestinian civilian deaths are just pri- price of what they think is the liberation. Um, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to evacuate people out of harm's way. They're trying to keep people in, in harm's way. Yeah, there's no question about it. There's a big propaganda war as, as part of this. Um, now, um, give me an idea of, of where we stand, because uh, I think we have to look through history almost on this. And I think maybe Hamas thought that they would get a short ceasefire, maybe to get a chance to regroup. Uh, but uh, the IDF has reported that it's got Gaza City not only split in half, but it is it is circled. Is this the first time throughout the battles that Israel's had, that you've been able to kind of contain everything like this? And was it done more quickly? Um, no, Alex, this is, I think it's a result of the strategic difference of this conflict compared to all the other conflicts we've had with Hamas and with the Palestinian Islamic Jihad in uh, Gaza. Uh, up until now, um, throughout the last 16 years, there has never been a strategic outcome that the Gaza Strip will be without Hamas as a governing authority. Mm or without uh, Hamas as a terrorist entity. Uh, this is the main difference, and this is dictating both our efforts, our activities, the pace of things. Everything is going according to our plan, and a plan which um, ultimately deals with the terrorist infrastructure, the tunnels, 
the the labyrinth of, of tunnels that they've built, uh, destroying the infrastructure, the rocket launchers, wherever they put them. Yesterday, we found um, that they put rocket launchers in a, uh, a, a scout group um, uh, clubhouse. Uh, this is just how they operate. So we are moving forward. We've encircled Gaza City. Gaza City is the, I would say, the epicenter of Hamas's operations. It's the, I would say, center of gravity. And that is why we're pushing forward, putting the pressure on Hamas. We are fighting, I would say, door to door, street to street. They're coming out of the tunnels that they built and we're engaging them. And I could say that in uh, almost all of the engagements that we're having with them, uh, the, the terrorists are being killed. Um, of course, it is a huge challenge because, uh, but, but, but we are operating under the understanding that this uh, urban environment comes with these types of challenge. Uh, we have lost in the course of the last week, 30 soldiers that were killed in action. Um, and hundreds of, of terrorists have been killed in the exchanges with our forces. We are we are determined to change the paradigm to make sure Hamas never have the power of government in Gaza to use it as a staging ground ever again. Uh, in the last couple of days, the, the U.S. has sent in a guided uh, missile sub, and it carries Tomahawk cruise missiles. So there are about a thousand pound warheads. Uh, that is to clearly send a message, I think, to Hezbollah not to to get involved or to keep this thing contained. How do you stop Hamas from getting, let's say, Israeli hostages out of Rafah to Iran, where it would be much harder to get them? Um, and, and of the thousand Hamas terrorists in custody, are they giving information as to where you might find hostages? Like, is the intelligence side of, of the operation, do you have a pretty good idea where they would be? The hostages, uh, Alex, is one of the national priorities and definitely a uh, um, a. Uh, goal of this war, of the war effort. Uh, we are utilizing all of the tools at our disposal in order to try and locate, find, and create operational uh, possibilities to bring to their rescue. Uh, indeed, last week we rescued uh, Ori Megidish, uh, a, a young soldier who was abducted from her captors. And the reality is one where where you know, it's a very sensitive issue, so I can't go into too much d detail, but they need to be brought home. They need to be brought home uh, immediately. And you know, in the meantime, we've demanded that the International Committee of the Red Cross have access to them in order to assess their well-being. Um, that hasn't happened yet, as far as I know. And 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 yeah, it's it's a, a very stressful reality and obviously their presence influences our operational activities um yeah i can't really go much beyond that and i think you know any any reasonable uh, uh understanding that the situation on the ground is a very sensitive one with regard to the hostages uh, but there is a huge effort to bring them home and when netanyahu says there will be um he's considering pauses those are not obviously nothing to do with a ceasefire, but uh, how long would those pauses be? And, and, and where do the negotiations stand on that? So th obviously those negotiations take place in the diplomatic level. So I leave the diplomacy for the diplomats. Our job is to take the war fighting to the, with the warriors against the terrorists. Uh, I think the biggest challenge that we face is, you know, people are, that are demanding a ceasefire. They seem to be ignoring the facts, and the facts are this, and this is the things that Hamas are saying in their own words in the last two weeks, that civilian deaths are a price of liberation, so they are willing to sacrifice the people of Gaza. 
the tunnels are for Hamas fighters only. They are not willing to use them to protect the civilians. So that's more sacrifice of the people of Gaza. And finally, the, the third component that they've been saying again and again and again is that Hamas will do the October massacre again and again and again. So it's not about what happened on the October 7th exactly one month ago. It's about making sure that it never, ever happens again. So ceasefire needs to take into consideration the enemy, and the enemy clearly has no remorse, has very little care for the people of Gaza, and definitely, given the chance, will quite happily chop off my head uh, uh, and continue their uh, their activities. Yeah, and, and certainly take it around the world, as, as we have been uh, warned. Well, uh, very tough days, no question about it. I know you're all very busy, so I do appreciate your time with the update. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Good as, day. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner joining us here uh, on the show. Uh, uploaded numbers, updated numbers. Uh, 10,000, according to Hamas, 10,000 Palestinians have been killed. Again, you got to take those numbers with a grain of salt. But those are the numbers.